We are living in a time when truth is being revealed in dramatic ways. This is how the universe is able to evolve to bigger dimensions that expands us all individually. Join us to learn about the Law of Attraction Dynamics that is creating a new awakening. Dr. Stan and Jody will assist you to gain absolute freedom with the knowledge of how the universe really works. Today, you are just one step away to creating your desired life by understanding the Law of Attraction Dynamics. Here's Dr. Stan and Jody. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Dynamics with Dr. Stan, Jody, and Sophia. We are so happy to have you today. Welcome again. We are excited that you've decided to join us as we share about the dynamics of the Law of Attraction. You can contact us at the Law of Attraction Bible at Hotmail.com if you would like to send us an email. Or you can also go to Dr. Stan's website, drstanphd.com. We have a monthly drawing for September, which is almost up. And maybe by the time you hear this, <laughs> it'll be October. But go ahead and send us a message at lawofattractionbible at hotmail.com. And we are going to choose a lucky person to have a personal consultation with Dr. Stan and his Vortex Guide, Sophia. We want to welcome Sophia to the program today and go ahead and let her begin the program by asking her some questions. So, Sophia, I hope you're ready. Are you here? We are ready. All right. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we have lots of questions this week. Um, have a lady who says that I am three times divorced and I feel like a failure in relationships. What can I do to have a happy relationship? Well, many times when we go from one relationship to another relationship, it is usually because we're looking for someone else to make us happy. We're looking for someone else that meets some type of criteria uh, that will fulfill some type of checklist, fantasy, and goals and desires that we want to have in a relationship and so many times when we go looking for partners and people to be in relationship with uh, it's okay to specify what it is that you are looking in for a person in generalities but specifically you cannot expect someone to make you happy and to be the perfect a uh, person that's just going to have everything revolve around you and your needs. And so usually, in most cases, when people go from relationship to relationship, they, you know, have the honeymoon period, what some would call the puppy love uh, stage of a relationship where everything is new and fresh and the, uh, those uh, little neurons in your brain fire and everything is so ooey and gooey and fun and sensational everything is fresh and new and you just can't wait to be around with each other those endorphins are just popping and going like crazy and uh, that's uh, what we call the simplicity of that initial love the puppy love 
that with time is going to subside to a certain degree, to a certain point. Uh, that's why so many people go from relationship to relationship. They always want to experience uh, those first emotions, which are very fun and very powerful and should be uh, embraced and uh, enjoyed, so to speak. But then as time goes on, you have to work in the relationship to create those dynamics and continue to allow those dynamics uh, to happen in your relationship. Uh, because so many times after that goes away, then the person yourself or the other person begins to see the faults and the things in your life that are not perfect, things that are less than perfect, uh, some of your nuances, your habits. Uh, we're creatures of habits and many times when we're dating and uh, seeing someone, we're on our best behavior. Um, you know, many times, you know, we're going to look our best, dress our best, you know, always have on fresh makeup and perfume and open up doors and, you know, give flowers and cards. And, and it's all about the romance, you see. But then many times as time passes, the uh, people begin to sometimes take each other for granted. They don't care anymore what uh, they look like or, you know, in their shape, their size or, you know, what it is they look like, you know, during the day. And, and then this creates also problems within uh, relationships because all of a sudden the person they married doesn't exist anymore. Who was this person uh, that I married? You know, they were just always, you know, freshly groomed and nice and cuddly and sweet and romantic and thoughtful. And then all of a sudden those things uh, dissipate and they go away, which is why in relationships you have to work at keeping the romance. And I've uh, always uh, have heard uh, Stanley say, you know, even when he was pastoring churches, you know, that you got to keep the romance in a relationship. You've got to continue to date even after you're married or you've decided to enter into some type of partnership together, you know, that it is a commitment to live together and to share together spiritually physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, in every way. And so these things do take work, you know, but I always tell people, you know, if the whatever it was that you used to catch someone, as Stanley would always say in his sermons, then continue to do that after you're married. It's just that simple, you know, if you uh, looked your best and acted your best and did your very best for that person when you were dating them, then why wouldn't you want to continue to do that when you entered into a covenantal relationship, a marriage relationship, a partnership of any time. So many times when people, you know, fail at relationships, what it is is that they are failing to see that the other person, number one, is not necessarily put here on earth to make sure that they're happy and become this perfect person, uh, robot or whatever, you know, that's going to do everything that makes me happy as a person. And so uh, this is where true love begins to come in, is where you begin to uh, love people and accept people. And the less expectations you have, the better the partnership is going to be. Yes, there should be some... Uh, ground rules, so to speak, of a relationship and understanding of going into the relationship. I think many times that's another problem with people not having long-term relationships is that they 
have these expectations and they didn't share those expectations with the other person. They didn't even talk about what it was that they were looking for in a relationship, you know, short term and long term. What would be the shared responsibilities? What would be uh, that which you would expect the other person to do or to say uh, or to participate in in the partnership? So a lot of times it's a lack of communication uh, before people enter into a marriage or a covenant of relationship, a partnership partnership, whatever you want to call it, and then they enter into that relationship, and then all of a sudden, you know, those expectations are not being made, you know, well, you're supposed to take out the trash, you're supposed to be uh, mowing the grass, I mean, that's what my dad used to do, isn't that what all couple, you know, they, you know, begin to think, you know, that everybody's marriage is supposed to be the same, and what is successful for one marriage might not be successful for another marriage, or another partnership, or another relationship, everybody's relationships are individual, and uh, should be handled with care you know so you know my encouragement would be to yes uh, set in your mind uh, knowing what it is that you are wanting in a person generally uh, but then at the same time do not uh, expect that person to be the person in your life that's going to make sure that you know they perform perfectly every day of their life and that somehow or another they were put here uh, you know, to just make you happy and be it at your uh, disposable for whatever your expectations are. You see, when true love begins to happen in any relationship, as time goes, as years go by, as months go by, years go by, you know, you've been together for one year, two years, 20 years, or 50 years, or 100 years, it doesn't matter. That relationship always has to be rekindled and worked on, just like it did uh, when you began in the very beginning, when you meet someone and you t do the small talk and you begin to know each other and then you begin to do nice things and wonderful things for each other. So I would just kind of go back and just discount the, all those other relationships as a way of knowing what it is that you don't want and what it was that you did that isn't going to bring you the happiness that you want now and reset your mind frame and uh, set it, your mind to that which you are looking for in an individual uh, but at the same time not raising the expectations so high uh, you know that no person uh, could meet those expectations over a long period of time. A true relationship is uh, loving one another and allowing each other to be who they are and what they are, accepting one another uh, and allowing each other to, to be who they are without putting any kind of uh, these uh, really unrealistic expectations uh, that somehow or another that this person is going to be responsible for your happiness the rest of your life. You're responsible for your own happiness and usually what people will find is that when you work on being happy yourself, the people around you are going to be happy. They're going to function better when you're functioning better. It's just like the old saying, if you want to change your world, change yourself. If you want to change your relationships, you have to change yourself. And if you've been doing the same thing over and over and over and getting the same results in failed relationships, then you need to go back to the drawing board, erase everything that you think you know about you know, partnerships and finding a partner and scratch it and begin to understand, uh, you know, to start all over 
uh, in the pure positive joy of discovering someone uh, that you two can uh, appreciate each other and allow each other to be themselves without judgment and condemnation. And yes, laying out some uh, generalities and parameters of what you want that relationship to be so that there's uh, you know, no surprises after you especially enter into a legal uh, obligation under the laws of the land, so to speak, uh, then you are not only just dealing with your commitments to each other, but the commitments that you made and made an oath in whatever city, town, country that you're living in, cultural uh, belief system, social environmental influences, and things that have also expectations of you. Uh, so, so again, you know, I would just chalk it up as ex your experiences as just being something that you now have learned from your mistakes, uh, from what it is that has failed you, clarify what it is that you're looking for in a, in a spouse or a boyfriend, girlfriend, a partnership or a relationship, and then just put it out there for the universe to attract the right person into your life that will allow you to be you, but also a person that you will allow to be who they are. Okay, thank you for that. Um, another person wants to know um, how to cope with depression. She says, I'm constantly depressed. Some days I don't want to live. How can I get past this? Well, whenever someone is depressed, it is because they're out of alignment. They're not vibrationally aligned uh, with themselves, with the universe, with love and joy and peace and goodness. And you see, when we uh, understand how emotions play in our life, we can understand why we get depressed. You see, people get depressed because uh, they are no longer happy. Uh, they're no longer finding love or joy in life or contentment and happiness and peace and all these things that we all want to have uh, no matter what reality you're living in, whether it's this time-space reality or living in the um, what we would call the ether of the universe, the uh, electromagnetic energy fields of the universe uh, that are uh, not necessarily seen with the biological human eye but can be seen uh, with spiritual eyes, so to speak. But uh, we live, you know, in a, in a time-space reality to where things... Uh, can help us to clarify what it is that makes us happy and what makes us unhappy. And so if, if, if you are depressed, uh, then it's because you're no longer vibrationally aligned with who you are and what you are and what it is that you are wanting in life. And so therefore, you kind of have to stand back from the depression and take a look at it and just be honest with yourself. Why is it that I am depressed? What brought me to the place of depression? What is it that took me from uh, experiencing love and joy and peace and goodness and prosperity and abundance and contentment, tranquility, all these wonderful, positive, pure positive emotions that began to pull us down. Was it uh, due to circumstances? What is it due to some of our choices? Was it due to another person? Uh, was it due to the fact that we were allowing other people uh, to shape who we are and what we are? And we don't, maybe it's, you're not living up to someone else's standards. And and that's got you depressed or you're not living up to your standards. Whatever it is, uh, the reason why we go into depression is because we're unhappy. And when we get unhappy, if we can't reach upward and find some 
thing in our life that could give us hope and then something that would increase our faith and help us to believe that we can live a life of love and joy and peace and goodness and prosperity and abundance and tranquility and all these wonderful things that everybody truly wants, um, you know, then, you know, you kind of have to step back, take a look at your life, you know, imagine yourself, what we always uh, have done with Stanley is we tell people, you know, to, you know, stand back and, and, and imagine that you're just looking at your life from a distance. Uh, I know Stanley's even asked people to go hiking and go up on a, uh, a mountain top and just uh, think about their problems that they could see down at the bottom of the mountain, so to speak, and how little and insignificant they really are. You have to kind of put things into perspective because many times when people get depressed, they begin to embrace these negative emotions. They begin to allow themselves to get discouraged. Uh, they allow themselves to feel like that they're failures or uh, they're not getting what they want out of life. And you see what you have to do when you stand back and you look at the depression because anybody, everybody and anyone can be susceptible to some form of depression where you kind of uh, lose hope or feel a little bit like, well, what's the use? I'm going to give up and give in. And then you spiral down into depression. But the danger of that is that depression can lead to uh, bad habits, you know, such as drinking too much, doing drugs or uh, addictive behaviors, things that you're trying to do to make yourself happy, medicate yourself. But then these things are only temporary because the drugs and the alcohol or the sex or you know going out and buying a new car new clothes will give you temporary happiness but then you're gonna have to face the next hour of once the newness wears off then what else is going to be making me happy so to get out of depression you've got to step back reevaluate your life and know that what you have done up to this point is no longer making you happy, has not made you happy, and you have to be honest with yourself and admit that the choices that you have made up to this point in time in your life have not been working. In fact, to the point to where you're depressed, you feel defeated, you're disillusioned, which is why you're in depression, and you're wallowing around in it, and instead of standing back and trying to clarify what it is that got you there uh, in the first place, so to speak, and to be able to look at it, poke at it, and, you know, eventually kind of joke at it and, and kind of laugh at it and go, well, I've learned a whole lot from this situation. Now I know what doesn't make me happy. I know what's going to make me depressed. I know that everything that led up to the point that I'm living right now has brought nothing but depression and defeat and disillusionment. I'm not happy. I'm sad. I'm not experiencing love and joy and peace and goodness and contentment and prosperity and all these wonderful things that I want to do. But I want these things. You see, you got to make a decision that when you're depressed that I no longer want to be depressed. you got to just say to the depression, okay, depression, thank you for clarifying that my life sucks, so to speak. You know, the depression has clarified that whatever we have done up to this point has not been working and it's time for a change. So now you uh, have the opportunity to use the depression to clarify your life and why it is not working. And then you kind of step back and you sometimes you have to give yourself permission to change and transform. Then you got to give yourself permission again as I want to be happy. I don't want to be depressed anymore. I don't want to live in these lower vibrational energies of depression and disillusionment and sadness and being gloomy and feeling doomy all day. You know, you've got to get to the point where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're sick and tired of being depressed. And you're able to stand back and look at it and not feel 
feel sorry for yourself or judge yourself or condemn yourself or even judge and condemn others that have contributed to the state wherewith that you are living in uh, so that you, you, know, you can't play the blame game and blame others. Well, it's not my fault. I was born on the wrong side of the railroad track. I was born in the wrong family. I married the wrong man. I married the wrong woman. I got the wrong job. I made this mistake. I did this mistake. I, I did my ship didn't come in and it was my mom's fault or my dad's fault, my brother's fault, that my friend or my enemy. I've been set up and I'm a victim. You see, you got to stop playing the victim card and quit acting like a victim if you are, you know, in a state of victimhood. And you got to say, okay, now's my opportunity to clarify what it is that is going on in my life so that I can change it and rearrange it, transform it, renew it, and uh, change the way I think and act and begin to move in the direction that I want to be doing. This depression is okay. Where you are is where you are, and where you are is really, 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 really good because where you are is just that bouncing off place for much, much more because now you're in a great moment of clarification. Now you know what doesn't work, and now you've got to start figuring out what does work, and the way you figure out what does work is by figuring out what it is that will raise your vibration, what will give you hope, what will cause you uh, to want to have faith and to believe that you can live a life of love and joy and peace and goodness and prosperity. You've got to tune in and tap into who you are and what you are and what it is that you're wanting, not what somebody else wants for your life, not a mom or a dad or a sister or a brother or a family member, a preacher or a teacher or a politician or a philosopher or a science professor or a professor or a spouse, or, you know, or you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. You've got to decide what is right for you, not as what right for others or whatever would have you to be and allow yourself to transform and renew and take the time to decide what it is that you need to change in your life. You have the power. You have been given the power to, at any moment, change your mind, change your thoughts, and change your life if that's what you want to do. But you've got to have that stand back and, and, and quit wallowing in depression and pain and misery and embracing it and you know holding on to it and talking about it and repeating that story over and over and over. You've got to start telling a new story. T start telling the story of what it is that you are wanting, what it is that you want to experience, uh, and clarify what it is that you're wanting. Then have the uh, divine power to make the right choices, move in the right choices, no matter whose feelings it may hurt or whose life it may disrupt. You know, this is your life, and you have the right to live it. Uh, and enjoy this life. And as long as you're operating in the law of love. You're not going to do anything wrong. You're not going to do anything disruptive. You're not going to do anything to hurt or harm other people unless they're just trying to control, manipulate, and dominate you. Because there's a lot of people in this world today that will love to take control of your life and tell you how to live it and what is right and what is wrong. What's the right religion and the right politics and the right science and the right philosophy and the right arts? Boy, if you if you want to surrender your mind to other people, they're more than glad to take it over. You know, but then it's going to end up causing you to get depressed because it's not going to be the things that ultimately make you happy. Then you fall into a system of do's and don'ts and this is right and this ain't right and, uh, and boy I'm trying to do everything that I know to do that these people are telling me to do but I'm still not happy. It's because you're not following your pathway, you're following someone else's pathway. So you got to be able to break uh, from those environmental influences. It doesn't matter if it's a father or a mother or a brother or a sister or a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend. A person that's had great influence in your 
your life, you sometimes have to have the courage, and here we go, this is the key to moving up out of depression, is to have the courage uh, to speak to that depression and speak to your life and understand that you can change if you want to change, and you've got to have the courage and the gumption and be brave enough to break from that the soul ties of depression because the only reason why you're depressed is because you're allowing your thinking to determine that your life isn't what it's supposed to be and you're not happy, blah, 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 blah. We go on and on and on here. But you've got to have the courage to want to change and then make the changes boldly and go where you've never gone before and to walk it out the way that you want to walk it out because otherwise in this short uh, time space reality that you're here, you know, you know, by the time, you know, you're, if you are blessed and you're living 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, you begin to realize, you know, that when you're entering into the last phase of your life, if you haven't done it, time's running out. So the best time to decide to do something is right now in this place why you're depressed have the courage and be bold enough to be sick and tired of being depressed and begin to uh, discover what it is that you need to change what you need to rearrange based upon what your desires are that will tune you in and tap you in and turn you on and make you come alive again all right thank you for that sophia um somebody out there wants to know can i be a christian and believe in the law of attraction well absolutely you don't have to uh, the law of attraction is a law of the universe that most all of the great uh, we, we would call the spiritual masters of all the religions believed in i mean jesus christ there was no one who taught the law of attraction anymore then Jesus, you know, he taught, you know, whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. He said, if you will have belief and have faith and not waver, put your hand to the plow and look forward and not look back. Whatsoever things that you ask for, seek and desire, those things shall come to pass. He said, you could say unto the mountains, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And if you have faith and will not doubt, then you will have whatsoever things that you so desire and wish to have, you know, even all the scriptures uh, uh, from, you know, all the world religions talk about how that there's, you know, power in the tongue that what we speak and what we say and how we think and how we say affects who we are and where we are in life. And so the law of attraction has nothing to do with religion. It's a law of the universe, just like the law of love is. So absolutely, if you're happy being a Christian and you're functioning in a Christian environment and that's where you are and you're happy and you're content, then yes, the law of attraction uh, actually fits right in with Christianity because that's exactly what Jesus, uh, who y'all call Christ, uh, the anointed one, uh, was here on earth teaching people how to be vibrationally aligned. And one of the ways that he taught this uh, was to seek the kingdom of God within, not without, not out in, you know, codes, rules, and regulations. In fact, he was, uh, a, you know, the only people he ever got mad at, if you go back and understand the life of Jesus, the only people he got a little abrupt with were religious people and political people, uh, people that were trying to control and manipulate and dominate people, uh, you know, and, and 
Jesus was trying to set them free and teach them how that they no longer had to be under the codes and rules and regulations of, of Moses and the Ten Commandments and all these uh, um, laws that they had came up with, you know, about how to live and what not to live. You know, do this and don't do this. These things are the things that they call the knowledge of good and evil. It's the tree of death. When you eat off of those things, all it's going to do is bring frustration and depression and uh, conflict and division and strife. We see that in religion and politics. They're the same. Religion and politics. I call religion and politics kissing cousins, you know, because that is what they do. They contradict each other. They divide. They conquer. They judge and they can condemn. Jesus came to set people free from that. And the way that he was going to teach people how to do that is because he taught the law of attraction. Uh, you know, he taught people, uh, if you would seek, you know, whatsoever things that a person went wrong, if you would seek them, you would find them. You know, that's why Jesus says, Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be given unto you. For whoever seeks, finds, and whoever, um, you know, asks will receive. And who who knocks, the door shall be opened unto you. That is the law of attraction. That is what Jesus Christ taught. So if you want to believe in the pure positive message of Jesus, uh, the Yahshua HaMashiach, as he was called, uh, Ishu, as he was called in the Aramaic, you can learn that from Stanley, you know, he taught the law of attraction. It wasn't called the law of attraction. What difference does it make what it's called? He taught the law of attraction. So yes, indeed, you can be a Christian uh, because if you want to be a Christian, uh, but that is what Jesus taught. And so that would be really what Christianity, if you're going to say what was Christianity all about, it was about Jesus teaching people how to be set free uh, from the rudiments and codes and rules and regulations of religion and politics and how they they were co-creators with God uh, to go forth into this world and to live and love. And I mean, even Jesus says, these things I have written unto you that your joy may be made full, uh, that you may have true harmony and peace in your life. This is why uh, Jesus said, you know, the works that I do, the works that you can do. In fact, you can do even the greater works than I have done uh, because uh, uh, that same uh, spiritual energy that operates in me can operate in you, uh, which is called the, the uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory in the scriptures, uh, which means that you can be self-empowered and self-enlightened just like I was self-empowered and self-enlightened. This very same spiritual energy that operated in me can operate it in you, and you were created to be a co-creator apart from the codes and rules and regulations of this world and of this life and of the rudiments of men and politics and religion and you can go out here and if you're seeking and asking and knocking you're going to receive the answers you're going to go out here and you're going to be able to uh, to do whatever it is that you want to do because if you're operating in the law of love because Jesus taught uh, the law of love to love uh, others as you love yourself and to love even as I have loved you uh, Jesus taught you know you've passed from death to life by the love that you have one for another the world will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have one for another so a true Christian is operating in the law of attraction he's operating in the law of love he's operating operating in the law of attraction and anything apart from that in uh, uh, any estimation would not be Christianity but a uh, deluded or delusional Christianity okay thank you for that Sophia um, someone wants to know how says how how can I increase my wealth with the law of attraction when I work a 40 hour a week job well how do you 
expand your income. You know, income is all about energy. And money is just a form of transfer of energy. You know, people believe in money. They believe uh, in the power of money. So it, it is an energy uh, that is used to exchange uh, goods and services in this time-space reality that you all live in. And so a lot of times when people are working a 40-hour job, working 40 to 50 hours a week, uh, sometimes you have to make choices and do things that other people don't do. You know, Stanley and Jody for years, I mean, Stanley used to work two, three jobs, you know, when he was going to college, he was, you know, he'd go to school all day, he would work all day, he'd work during the day, uh, even after he left school and was uh, searching and looking for ways to make money, he would go to a 40-hour-a-week job and then get off of work and go to another job, uh, chase his dreams and his desires on his other time off, you know, so many times, you know, in this time-space reality, you've got to be willing to do what others are not willing to do. You've got to be willing to work uh, and use your work to finance your dreams because many times uh, I know Stanley and Jody have done this many times over the years we they worked uh, and uh, used the work to finance what it was that they were wanting to be successful in you know and there's so many opportunities out there in this time space reality you just got to decide what it is that turns you on and what type of opportunity is out there that would resonate with you because there are so many opportunities out there in this time space reality ways that you can create your own business turning your own hobbies uh, you know we know people that on the weekends uh, they get off of work on Friday and then on Saturday and Sunday they're at craft shows selling their pictures, their trinkets, their jewelry uh, and different things of that sort to bring in extra money and uh, they're planning on retiring one day and using that uh, desire to make things with rocks and gems and stones and make jewelry and decorations, etc., you know, to turn it into a retirement income, something that they can do uh, full time. So many times when, you know, you're not happy with working a 40 hour a week job and you're looking for something more because everything seems limited, that's when you have to start looking deep down inside. What is it that turns you on? What, t what is it uh, that, you, that you would like to do if, if you know, maybe Maybe you need to think about going back to college. You know, I've known people that uh, went back to college, you know, and went to night school, you know, even with children. You know, if there is a will, there is a way, they say. Uh, if you truly desire to improve your life, then cry out to the universe and cry out to yourself. Look within and just say, look, I'm looking for something. I need something, and I want to do something different that can make me more happy, more fulfilled. Uh, and uh, the thing, and then sit down and make a list of the things that turn you on, so to speak, you know? Uh, what is it that you like to do, you know? I mean, one of the things that Stanley always liked to do, you know, as a pastor was to preach and teach and write and cancel and to help people. Well, he's doing that today. He's just not doing it as a pastor. He uh, uh, slipped out of organized religion and is no longer in any type of religious institution, but he's taking those time, gifts, and abilities to be able to uh, use them uh, and still in a po pure positive way even today. Uh, and, you know, and so they basically took a part-time 
business opportunity and turned it into a full-time business opportunity. There's so many things out there, you know, home-based businesses that are out there in the world today. There are many ways that people can uh, make money. you just got to sit back and begin to get alone with yourself, look deep down inside of you, and start figuring out what it is that you would like to do that would be something productive that you could make money with. And if you can't think of anything right off, then just pray and put it out there to the universe. Just say, I'm asking, I'm seeking and knocking. I need something to come into my life to help me. And you will be amazed. You will be surprised that when you start putting that out there into the universe, the universe is going to respond. The universe is going to conspire to make it happy. You know, when the universe knows you're unhappy and you're wanting to be happy and you're that you're looking for something, oh boy, the universe will move the mountains to see to it that the right circumstances, the right people, uh, the right opportunities will begin to enter into your life. Uh, so again, you got to quit wallowing around about, you know, well, I don't have enough time, I can't do this. But you see, you do have the time. You just have to make the time. You have to make the sacrifices. You have to do what others would not, will not do in order to have what others wish they could have, is the old saying, you know. And so a lot of times the people that are getting ahead in this life are not the ones that settle for the, you know, working a job, but for those that are looking for ways that they can expand and grow, transform, be a co-creator with Source, use their talents gifts and abilities uh, uh, to have a fun life and use those talents, gifts, and abilities even to make money with. Awesome. Thank you for that, Sophia. Um, why, someone wants to know, why are children born with disabilities? Why are children born with disabilities? Well, that's a very good question, you know, because many times in this time-space reality, people are born with disabilities. Sometimes people are not only uh born with disabilities, you know, there can be uh, deformities, there can be uh, all kinds of health challenges. Uh, you have children today that um, are born into this world with cancer, and, and we know that that's not, you know, an ideal situation, but somewhere along the way, people have made choices, and choices have consequences. You see, this is what the law of attraction teaches us. You know, whatever a person sows, that shall they also reap. So a lot of times, um, you know, moms and dads make poor choices uh, and health choices. Uh, and many times, you know, a mom, if she does not take care of herself and need a proper diet of health and nutrition, if she's uh, smoking uh, cigarettes, that can affect a baby. Uh, drinking too much can affect a baby. Drugs can affect the baby, the, the development of the child within the womb, so to speak. There's other energetic things that are going on that could be going on mentally and emotionally in the, in the mother and in the father that are creating these negative energies that uh, can affect the formation of the, of the fetus of the child that is within the mood. So there's so many uh, influences uh, that can happen that can cause these things to happen uh, on many, many different levels, you know, because many things that are genetic uh, are actually, you know, energy vibrations that are passed from generation to generation uh, that can be changed, you know, through thoughts and through uh, the power of prayer and meditation, you know, that's why it's uh, very important 
important that when a, two people have decided to come together and to have children that they need to start that foundation off, you know, of having pure positive sexual relationships, you know, and uh, having good intentions the whole time that they have those relationships with each other, and that they're loving one another and nurturing one another and, and making sure that the uh, bodies are being uh, properly nourished and all these things, you know, and so and, and making sure not only are the that the right spiritual things are going into the development of procreation, but the mental things, the emotional things, the nutritional things, all of these things together can affect uh, children when they're born into this world about the kind of health that they have. And then, of course, you know, there, some things, uh, you know, do get passed on genetically, and the genetics, though, are also influenced by the law of attraction, by the choices and what people have sown in generations in the past, which is why many of the great teachers said that someone uh, and many families have to rise up and break the curse of poverty and of disease and sickness and living and negativity and someone has to rise up in the family and finally say it's kind of like the person with depression i'm sick and tired of being this happening in our family you know and all these things that are being passed on from generation to generation it's time to stop it and start co-creating new lives and a new generation of of children uh, to come you know so many many variables that affect these things and then when the child is born into the world and they do have disabilities or deformities then many times you know you know it doesn't mean that the child uh, no longer has value. They have great value. Uh, they are uh, coming here into this time-space reality to uh, teach things and experience things on many different levels that other people would not to experience. So I would just encourage you, you know, not to feel sorry for someone, but to just, you know, uh, love someone and just realize, you know, that if someone is born with a deformity or some type of uh, uh, disability or something like like that they're going to be okay you know and source and life source energy is going to take care of them they're going to live life in a different way maybe than what you're used to but that's what the what makes this world go round we all have purposes and sometimes uh, the weak and the base things of this world confound the wise because they can be used for uh, great things you know just ask many people who have overcome sickness you know like blindness I think of Stevie Wonder the great musician you know, who uh, became uh, basically um, blind, you know, in his early ages of life and gone on to be, you know, great musicians, you know, Beethoven, many people that were, you know, you would think, well, they were born with a disability, but they overcome those disabilities and are actually become more keen, more aware in other areas of their spirituality and physical reality, which enables them to be able to do things and co-create and experience things create things that other people couldn't uh, so you know again there's lots of variables a lot of things that uh, control these things but you know the main thing is stay pure stay positive and uh, when you see someone with a debilitating uh, disability I would just uh, uh, look at them with all love and care knowing that they have some great purpose that they are serving in this time space reality that uh, maybe some people don't understand and, and maybe just say pray for them and encourage them and you know maybe go give them a hug and just you know treat them just like they would anybody else I know when Stanley was working in 
um, a organization where they were helping uh, adult grown men and women who had severe disabilities one of the things that he always did uh, was he always treated them with respect he treated them just like if they were normal and it was amazing how when you uh, treat people with what you would call disabilities rather than calling them abnormal but treat them as normal how much uh, uh, love and energy and uh, uh, positivity that are in these people's lives and they're just looking for someone to share it with uh, so I, I would just being uh, not get discouraged but just encourage uh, that you know all these things are working together uh, for good and even when sometimes things seem uh, bad uh, they're actually going to be used for good awesome thank you for that Sophia um, I have another Kind of religious question, I guess. Um, is there a place like hell where bad people go to? Well, I guess when it comes to religion, they have ideas about this life and the afterlife. And uh, there is no such thing as hell uh, where someone you know dies and goes to this um, barbecue pit. I think is what Stanley likes to call it, you know, this barbecue pit where, you know, God uh, stokes up this big fire and throws people in it and burns and tortures them forever and ever and ever because during this short period of time that they were in this time-space reality, they didn't figure everything right, say the right prayer, go through the right religious formula or the right um, right, uh, so to speak, you know, uh, and therefore, you know, if they didn't find, you know, Jesus or whatever, you know, the religious person is saying, then they threaten them with hell. If you don't believe this and you don't uh, adhere to this, then they use the hell card uh, to control, manipulate, and dominate people, threaten people, and make people scared and fearful to where if they don't believe what they believe, you know. And so hell is actually, you know, uh, something that was created by men and women uh, that was basically stems from all kinds of different um, traditions, fairy tales, stories, things that the ancients talked about in parabolic language that was never intended to be literal language. Uh, Stanley's always used to get around and say most people don't have to die and go to hell. They live in hell and create their own hell in this time-space reality. And so if there's any kind of hell, it's the hell that you create yourself personally because you become vibrationally unaligned and you begin to, as we uh, noted earlier in the pro early in the program, when people are depressed, it's because they get disillusioned, they get unhappy, uh, they're not finding love and joy and peace and good in their life and so they start to get discouraged and then many times you know people start looking for answers in life and instead of turning within they turn to the religions of the world who are always ready willing and uh, able to give their answers you know but and then the question becomes is Stanley wore self out for years and years and years and years going from church to church to church from book to book to book from reading this and reading that about you know this religion and that religion this spiritual belief and that that spiritual belief he wore himself out literally 
you know, because who's right and who's wrong, whose religion is right and whose religion is wrong. And you see, all these people were looking for answers in life. They found their answers. They created their own realities, created these uh, systems of beliefs and do's and don'ts and uh, all these things, systems that people would have you to believe that you need to do this and that. And if you don't, you're going to die and you're going to go to hell, which many of them teach. But there's different beliefs of hell. Some people believe hell is just... You know, dying, going to sleep, ceasing to be, some believe in the barbecue pit theory and all this kind of stuff. But there's no such thing as a true life uh, hell where, you know, there's these devils and angels and fire and brimstone. That it was just parabolic language where many of the great teachers, even Christ, use uh, to describe people who are going through life and are frustrated and unhappy. Uh, the gnashing of the teeth. What does gnashing of the teeth represent? Frustration. People grind their teeth because they're nervous and they have, uh, you know, a lot of tension built up in their body. And so, what Jesus and, and many of the other ones taught, you know, when they were using these terminologies, was not about a literal place, but about a place a person is in their. Uh, nowness, so to speak, of what they're living in this time-space reality, or even in other time-space realities, which we won't get into that right now. But as the law of attraction teaches, whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Uh, whatever you are co-creating in your life vibrationally is going to show up in your life. And the more you uh, think about something, the more you give your attention to it, the more that that's going to show up in your life. That's why religion is powerful. That's why politics are powerful. That's why science is powerful. Everything is powerful because whatever you give your attention to and uh, believe in and have faith in, then that's going to begin to manifest and become who you are and what you are and what you believe in and what you don't believe in. Uh, and so you've got to die to these things, so to speak. Uh, quit believing in other people's experiences and seek out your own experiences. And you will be amazed, uh, just as Stanley did when he gave up the, the search, you know, and threw all of his books in the trash can and said, this is it, I'm not looking anymore. Then source, uh, the life source energy of this universe, the infinite intelligence of this universe will come flooding in and you will get the answers that you were seeking apart from the codes and rules and uh, rules and regulations and the constitutions and bylaws and the catechisms of religion and you can truly be set free and then you will begin to understand uh, really what who life source energy is what infinite intelligence is and uh, you will find the peace of source which surpasses all understanding Okay, thank you for that. I'm sure that will be helpful to them. Um, there's a parent out there that says, my teenagers are out of control. I feel like I've done the best I could um, raising them. How do I help them? Well, the way you help them is to help them get into vibrational alignment. You see, the reason why kids, teenagers, children, adults, or anyone act out and misbehave is because they are unhappy. It's because they feel like they don't have any control over their life. You see, so many parents make the mistake of trying to control and manipulate and dominate their children into being who they think that they ought to be. And that's not the purpose of the parent. The parent, even uh, I think of an Old Testament scripture that Stanley used to do, it says, train up a child in the way you should go, uh, 
and and he will not depart from it. Well, that actually was a proverb teaching, an ancient teaching uh, that was added to the Bible uh, by Solomon in the book of Proverbs that basically taught that you raise your children according to their personality, according to their slant, the way that they have a tendency to go in life. And then when you figure out uh, their talents, their gifts, and their abilities, their desires, what it is that turns them on and tunes them in and taps into themselves, and they begin to be able to uh, know who it is that they are and allow them to be who they are apart from your judgment and your condemnation. So many times uh, the reason why anybody rebels, either as a child or as a teenager, as an adult is because they are uh, they feel like they're being controlled, manipulated, and dominated by someone else, and they will rebel against that. It's our nature of people in this time space reality to rebel against that which they feel is trying to make them into something that they don't want to be, and so parents need to be very 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 understanding that you know the children need to rise up and become who they are not what they want to impose upon their children what they impose they think that their children ought to be or what not to be based on whatever realities and truths that they have believed all their life you know so the way you help your children the way you help your teenagers is to sit down and talk with them and obviously ask them, you know, obviously you're not happy, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're mad, you're rebellious. Why is it? You know, and begin to help them and yourself understand why it is that they are acting out, why they are doing what it is that they are doing, and then start uh, nurturing what it is that they would like to do in their life, you know, and, and this is where the spirit of wisdom and uh, uh, comes in to where you can help them to understand time-space realities and uh, help them to understand who they are and what they are and what they were put here to do and and it was not to satisfy other people or to conform to society that's what uh, the revolutions of every society comes from is people finally get to the point where they're tired of being controlled manipulated and dominated to the point where they no longer have freedom people inherently within each and every one of us want to be free free to be our Ourselves, free to be me, as I hear Stanley say, one of his mantras, you know, I'm, I'm wealthy, happy, happy, and free. I am free to be me. And you see, you need to free your children, your teenagers, to be able to be themselves, even when it is in opposition to your own belief system, because this is where the challenge comes in for parents, is that they want to impose their belief systems, their truths upon their children because that's what they believe that they have been empowered to do as their parent. I'm in control of this parent. I'm supposed to be making sure they grow up right. Now, your job is to nurture them, water them, cultivate the, grain, the, the ground of their lives and pull out the weeds and help them to understand, you know, what's going to help them and what's going to hurt them, what is high vibration, what is low vibration, what will bring about true love, joy, and peace, and goodness, and what's not going to bring about love, joy, peace, and goodness, what is going to lead to depression and drugs and alcohol and, you know, and wild relationships and doing things that ultimately uh, only bring temporary happiness. So it's, it's the job of the parent 
to steer them in the right direction, the direction that goes with the child's compass, not with the compass of the parent. And that's just so hard uh, for people, especially in this time-space reality today, to realize that, yes, children are your responsibility to take care of them and to nurture them and to protect them, but it doesn't mean you're supposed to control and manipulate, dominate them, brainwash them, turn them into little yous, and try to superimpose upon them your belief systems and your truths because most of them are going to grow up and eventually be whoever it is that they want to unless they just, you know, give up and give in and conform and settle for less than what, you know, they have been given and they just live life, you know, the best they can, survive, not thrive, and end their life in survival mode rather than thriving mode. And parents should be encouraging their children to thrive and not just survive, not to conform but to transform. Okay, thank you for that. Um, that's about all the time we have today um, for questions. We do have a few more, but we will get to those on the next program. But thank you, Sophia, for um, answering those and helping us out. Um, I just want to say, since I don't have but a few minutes left, and I want to give Dr. Stan a chance to close out the program, um, that we are always here for you listeners. Um, message us if you have a question about anything at the Law of Attraction Bible at hotmail.com. Um, we would love to assist you in any way we can. Um, many of you who have heard us before know that we do have a at-home business opportunity that you can do from your home. Um, and, well, we're in about 20 countries. Um, so if we're available there, you could take uh, advantage of that. Um, we use a lot of social media to build our business, and we basically just help people with their health and with their wealth and their finances, which was a question asked today. Um, so if you have any interest in just finding out more about that, just email us again at the Law of Attraction Bible at Hotmail.com. All right, let me turn this over to Dr. Stan to close us out this afternoon. Well, we're just so excited that you guys joined in with us. We're always <clears throat> love to channel Sophia, and the answers that she gives are just so pure and so wonderful. I've enjoyed her for many, many years, and we're just so glad to be able to share her with you guys. And I just want to leave you with this thought today with our program, and that is that Source is loved and that you are loved, and that Source loves you unconditionally and is always ready, willing, and able to empower you with everything in life that you so desire, need, or hope, or believe in. Source loves you, and Source wants to make sure uh, that you are living a life of love and joy and peace and goodness and prosperity and abundance. So it is our prayer and our declaration and decree that as we leave you this day, uh, that you will indeed feel the love of Source, embrace that love, share that love, and live a life of pure, positive energy. With that, we will say goodbye until next time. Again, if you have questions or any way that we can serve you, be sure to contact us, and we will serve you in any way that Thank you for listening to Law of Attraction Dynamics with Dr. Stan and Jody. 
For more information on private sessions or how you can obtain your financial freedom, go to drstanphd.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Bible. See you next week.